0: Hey everybody welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft and today I wanted to share a little bit about um, something that I do in my everyday life and comes very natural to me but that I see a lot of people around me don't really aren't really thinking about that I'll, I'll put it that way aren't really thinking about um, I always knew I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to have babies. And i that phrase, very specifically, I wanted to have babies. So when I was 21, 21 years old, I gave birth to my first baby. Oh, and I loved that baby. I loved to smell her. I loved to hold her. I loved to dress her. I just loved that baby, and two years later, that baby turned into a nightmare. <laughs> my first, my first um dip into real motherhood with a toddler was not pretty. And the next two and a half years with Megan were some of the most challenging times in my entire life because I had done all of this thinking and praying and preparation for a baby. But what happened? when that baby wasn't a baby anymore. Now, you'll hear me say today, as Megan's 18, that she's my baby and she'll always be my baby. And that's a phrase that I've heard my entire life, and now I understand what that means. But when I was in my mid-20s and I had to learn what to do with this person who was a person who had their own thoughts and their own um Actions and their own personality, which let me tell you, if anyone would have told me that that baby would have grown up to have a personality just like mine, I would have run the other way straight, straight on. Let me tell you, because having a child who has all of your worst qualities is not a pretty thing, but that's what I got. Now she has a lot of my good qualities, too, but is a headstrong, independent, opinionated, stubborn child. She was not a fun toddler. And so I had to ask myself, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this kid? And at the time, I had another baby. I was very happy with my new baby. I'll keep this new baby, and I'll let somebody else deal with this because I don't know what to do with it. And so there came a time when I had to figure out, what was I going to do with these people that God had blessed me with? Because they were, in fact, people. What's the goal here? Cliff says this all the time. These days, we got it from Tony Robbins just two years ago. What is the outcome? What is our desired outcome? What is the goal here? What are we looking to achieve? Well, I'll tell you that when Megan was about eight years old, I finally started to figure out what I wanted to achieve Well, I wanted her to grow up and move out. (laughs) I wanted to raise a morally responsible, independent adult who knew how to make it in the world on her own. And I use Megan as the example because obviously she is the oldest. And I decided, we decided as parents that we were raising adults, not children, That the outcome, our desired outcome, was that when they walk out that door, and I might get emotional here, in August, when we pack Megan up and we drive her to Bowling Green, our desired outcome is that she is a morally responsible adult who is independent and can make it in the real world on her own. That was our desired outcome. So how did we go about doing that? The first thing I did, even when I had those babies that I was so desperate to have, was that I knew that I didn't like baby talk. I never once spoke to my children in what I call baby talk. Now, as an aunt, I talk to my, I talk to my siblings' kids that way, like all the time. Even I find it ridiculous. But I never spoke to my own children that way. I was always very, um, very open with them. And we would talk like normal. Megan started talking when she was 14 months old. She hasn't stopped since. I promise you, she talks in her sleep. She gets it very honest from her dad. So she talked very early. And it was, I mean, it, she was two and she could carry on conversations with adults that were surprised that she was only 2 and we we never baby talked our kids. The other thing I don't do with my children intentionally, I don't sugarcoat things. I don't live with rose-colored mom glasses on that I only see, you know, my kids through. I give them a very real sense of their behavior, of their actions. Whether right or wrong, um, and and I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I am not going to i am not i do not lie to my kids. Um, I, my kids will tell you my mom does not lie to me unless it's Christmas or my birthday. They, which apparently are acceptable because that's that's what they say. So, um, Christmas and their birthday, though those are the only two times that there are half truths or secrets or anything kept in this house. Um, uh oh, I'm getting a note. I'm getting a note from my producer. I don't know what that's going to say. Something I'll ignore, I'm sure. So, I'm I'm kidding. I I'm, I'm kidding. And obviously my producer is my husband. I don't know what that's what? What do you lie about at Christmas? <laughs> I lie very specifically about what they're going to what they're going to get. Um he's I I know where you're going with this. Um I know where he's going with this, anyway. But I, I very specifically, I'll tell you that I don't I, that the lie comes in um, the gifts they're going to receive. I really want this. Well, m- you know, save your money or you know whatever. I I'm gonna buy this. I don't think maybe you should think on that for a little while longer. And stuff. Um, mom, would you get me? Duh, I'm not gonna tell you, but I will make things up to make it fun. But one thing. Um, if there are little children listening you might want to pause and come back later because one thing that i have never told my kids is that santa is real that was one um that was one thing that that cliff and i felt very strongly about from the very beginning i think it started for me just because i was tired of pretending um i stopped believing in santa claus a very long time ago but um if anybody remembers in the last episode, I mentioned that my youngest sibling is 17 years younger than me. I spent my entire life pretending that Santa was real and I was just tired of it. And it wasn't a big deal to me whether we did Santa or not. And so we decided um, very, very, I'd say from the beginning because it's not something we ever did. Um, so we decided from the beginning that we weren't going to go the Santa route. Um, Santa doesn't come to our house, and our kids know that. They know the real story of um – saint nicholas and um we've talked about that several times now they also know and respect the fact that um other people do um have santa come to their house and and that it's not their responsibility to tell those kids um that that what is that what is discussed here stays here and and if they want to do santa with their kids that's that's their choice but um that was something that we chose from the very start that we weren't going to um my husband's very adamant with the language lie to our kids about santa um a lot of people um in adult life will tell you that you know they question whether where jesus is real because their parents said santa was real so you know is it all really real who knows but um but for me, I was just tired of pretending. And so I was more than happy to jump on that train. And the second thing, or the third thing that, um, that I do with my kids that I don't see a lot of, um, in I, I hang out with a lot of teenagers. <laughs> um, I have three teenagers and my house is full of teenagers all of the time. And I don't see a lot of this happening outside of my house. But I value their thoughts and opinions. They are people. They have their own personalities. They have their own beliefs. They have their own thoughts. They're, they're um, making their own opinions about things. They're discovering the world around them. And to devalue that really puts them at a disadvantage when they get out into the world and, and nobody values your opinion you know I think that we are living in a world right now where um, my opinion is the only one that matters and you're wrong because you don't believe like me I've taught my children that we are all um, we all have our own opinions on things and that's okay I can have my own opinion but I have to respect yours as well I have my own beliefs, but I respect yours as well. Love people. You don't have to love everything that they're doing. You don't have to love everything that they believe, but you love people. Meet people where they're at because you can't expect people to be where you're at because they haven't had your same journey. You don't know what journey they've had. A lot of times, there are there are hidden scars that you can't see that have shaped them to be who they are. So how can you expect them to be where you are when they haven't had your same experiences, they haven't been on your same journey? I value my kids' thoughts and opinions because I want them to value other people's thoughts and opinions. I want my children to leave my home being morally responsible independent adults who can make it in the real world and so I stopped raising children and I started raising adults Guys, I finally figured out how to wrap up this podcast, but before I do that, I'm going to let my husband say a few few minutes, (laughs) please don't be a few minutes, a few things, a few words about um, our conference coming up in September, Free the Dream. I'm so excited about this, and Cliff, you say it better than I do. You, You know what? I think they heard enough from me last time. I'll just say this. Free the dream if you have a dream inside of you, and you're not currently living out that dream daily, every single day, doing what you feel most called to do in this world, go over to freethedream.live, freethedream.live and register today. If for no other reason to come and see Stephanie stand on the stage and share her heart and her message with you and to support what she's doing there in taking her life to the next level. But of course we want you to come and unleash the dream inside of you. Come learn how to fully embrace who you were created to be in this world. That's what Free the Dream is, freethedream.live. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Thriving Mosaic. Until next time, live your life on purpose.